All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, this is my cousin, cousin-in-law, kind of through marriage. I forget yeah. how that all <laughs> how that all works. But uh, this is Michael. Um, Hello, dear friend of mine. Um, I'm Jeremiah Kelps. Um, we decided to put together a really quick reflections video on an event um, that we just recently kind of walked through with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to just kind of share that. We felt to put this up and post this and hopefully this blesses somebody and encourages you. Um, so where should we start? Um, probably with the city. Um, so there's a town near us called Lake Geneva. So we live in Wisconsin. Um, so Lake Geneva, Wisconsin is uh, kind of this town that we started to uh, feel the Lord laying on our hearts to go evangelize to. Yes. Um, and so that was pretty cool. So we started to go out on Saturdays just asking people, hey, can we pray for you? Trying to strike up conversations. Um, and in the midst of that, I think we kind of started to um, feel a little bit of a maybe you'd say an invitation from the Lord, kind of. We were out um, one specific Saturday. We had done it for a short amount of time. We only done it for about a month or so. Yeah. Um, and then maybe you want to talk about that specific Saturday where that kind of started. Like, we were kind of going out, um, yeah. and we just started to kind of talk while we were evangelizing and asking people to pray for them. Yeah. But, yeah, so actually, I'm going to backtrack. Yeah. And uh, I had just come back from a DTS through Youth with a Mission in Kona, Hawaii. And within my DTS, I felt such... Actually, I think the whole of my DTS, the whole of my school, felt a very strong invitation to learn the beauty and the skill sets, almost, of evangelism. Not that it has to look a certain way, but just how to be bold in doing that. And then I came... So having finished my DTS, I came home to Jeremiah feeling like he had a strong invitation on his heart to go um, be very intentional about evangelizing in communities around East Troy. Hmm. And so that partnered with our, yeah, I guess I, I can't think of the word, but like <laughs> a download or, or like just my eyes being open to what evangelism looks like. Hmm. Um, it was definitely like... <clears throat> when those things were pressed together, we're like, yes, the Lord is definitely like putting an emphasis on evangelism yeah. in Wisconsin or, mm -hmm. or, you know, where we are, yeah. where we live to go and do that. Wait, did you have something? Totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 Keep going. Okay. And so that's, and so it was total confirmation for this thing in Jeremiah's heart, uh, myself coming home and having such an emphasis on those past six months of my life on evangelism. He's like, yeah, all right. That's to like, we need to start working on this. And so we, um, that brings us to Lake Geneva, but the first time, um, like Jeremiah said, they'd already been doing it for about a month, but this mm -hmm. was my first time joining Jeremiah and we went off together to go and find people to pray for. And in the midst of that, we just, this one specific Saturday started this conversation mm. of, uh, that I hadn't actually really talked to a lot of people in YWAM about because it was a lot of just like gung ho, like just go for it, break off fear boldness like just go talk to the person preach the gospel figure out like what they need to hear about Jesus and fire it at them um and I there's totally a place for that and I think that that's like there's definitely the kingdom in that but we me and Jeremiah without even meaning to really just started talking to each other about this thing that was had been in our hearts before of like it just seemed like there had to be more yeah it seemed like there was something like a piece that was missing and it was 
um, I, I like found a place in Jeremiah's heart all of a sudden. And so like just broke up with this whole thing. And I was like, okay, so honestly, all of like YWAM, all of my DTS, there was part of me that was just uncomfortable with evangelism. I was like, I don't know if this is fear, um, like hell coming against me. Do I need to break this off and just like be bold? And I, I came to a spot where I was like, God, I guess if every time I go out and evangelize, I just need to be uncomfortable. I will be. And I didn't, definitely didn't desire that. I didn't want to be uncomfortable every time. But um, so all that leading up to this conversation that me and Jeremiah had, that was broken up again. And I and we both together discovered or, or came to this conclusion, of like, there's got to be more here. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that both of our hearts have like yearned for more um, personalized, like long, long mm-hmm. enduring, like relationship building evangelism and not just like how many people can you pray for in an hour type of evangelism? How many times can you preach the gospel to how many people? Um, that seemed individualized and numbers oriented. Mm-hmm. And, and not that it felt that way in YWAM, but I think that my, like, so what we were like pretty sure of, we're like, okay, there's definitely something here. Mm-hmm. And I, the Lord is starting to take us on a journey. So yeah. let's find out where that journey leads. Totally. So yeah. that, that was really just the beginning. I know that was a lot of words, but that, <laughs> that's, that's like... <laughs> just the like the seeds that were planted and we're like okay where, where is this going for sure yeah I, I think that's good and I, and I think maybe I guess I'm glad you kind of backtracked a little bit because I guess leading up to um you know this time so this was um you know it's 2021 it's the first half of 2021 now um yeah. and in 2020 um the Lord really started to lay on my heart that a season of evangelism is like upon us you know yeah. or, or it's coming quickly um and, uh, and I'm like, okay, so, you know, I'm kind of praying through that and, and, you know, kind of gearing up to plan for going out and sharing the gospel and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And what I just found is it, is it started to similarly to Michael and in, in, in when he was doing YWAM evangelism, the only kind of Western evangelism I had seen was just kind of this, like, let's see how many people you can encounter as quickly as yeah. possible and kind of get this like drive by, like I've kind of called it like drive by evangelism. Like it's not really long-term thinking. It, it's pretty like, I'm just going to bam, 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 like hit as many people as I can and get as many seeds yeah. sown as possible. Um, and again, and not, and not that I'm, you know, not that not that you can't do that or there's anything wrong <laughs> yeah. with that, but I just found in my heart like a little bit of a discontentment with that yes. of saying like, okay, I just I feel like there's got to be more. Like if we're thinking evangelistically long term, um, you know, yes, there's a time and a place to just sow as many seeds as possible, but there also has to be more to it, you know, than that. Um, yeah. And the Lord in that year had also been speaking a lot to me of just about our view of the future as the church, you know, how do we see the direction that God is taking the church as a whole and our hope for the world? You know, do we really believe that the gospel is supposed to be victorious in the world or do we not, you know, Um, and kind of starting to put some pieces together of that and, you know, starting to ask the question of, okay, well, if I'm going out on the streets to, you know, get people, you know, kind of share the good news so they don't go to hell and they get into heaven and (laughs) then you, but I started, you know, I was with a, a group of young men and we were reading and studying Romans and all of a sudden I had this question where I was like well wait a minute I'm like Paul doesn't talk about that at all in Romans you know so I'm like sitting yeah. here kind of going like okay so my motivation to go on the streets and share the gospel apart from simple obedience from the to the Lord which is good um would be like okay well I guess I'm trying to share the good news so people don't go to hell and they get into heaven you know that's kind yeah. of why we shared the good news so that people can get the good news of Jesus you know but as we were studying through the book of Romans you know, I just kind of had this moment of like, 
when Paul unpacks the gospel in Romans, he doesn't really talk about that concept at all. Like that, you know, wow. that's not at all. So I'm sitting here going like, well, how is one of the most <laughs> like in-depth, exhaustive pieces of literature we have yeah. by, you know, the holy uh, apostle Paul, <laughs> you know, yeah. St. Paul, like laying this good news out for us, like unpacking these incredibly deep things, a book of Romans that the church has been studying for 2000 years. Yeah. And how can it not say anything about like really good heaven and hell? You know, I'm like, okay, so then I must be missing something, you know? Right. Um, and so, so that kind of, that, so I guess that's kind of where the question started to start. And I started to pray, you know, okay, Lord, well, if you do have more, um, kind of show us um, how that, like, show us what that is. Because if the Spirit of God is in us and with us, and if we have a good Father who leads us and teaches us and, and guides us, mm. you know, we, we can say in, in humility, okay, God, well, can I lead us into that place? Show yeah. us in Scripture, you know, you know, give us dreams and visions, you know, give us understanding, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can kind of trust the Lord with that journey of learning that. And so yeah. um, I think as we kind of went into the, the next part of the year, there was a lot with that. And we'll probably end up talking more about this in in future videos because there's a lot that the lord really spoke then out of that like (laughs) of okay god there's got to be more so i think maybe the vein that we'll stick with for this um it's kind of on the spiritual warfare like mark just because that really connects into like the uh, what we felt like the lord um said so one of the many things that we started to i started to feel like in 2020 that the lord um started to show us about 2020 or 2021 in 2020 okay um about um like evangelism was having a spiritual warfare mentality Mm. of that if we're believing that the good news is supposed to affect you know communities that it's not just supposed to affect a couple people in a community but if the good news of of god is really the power of god that's supposed to affect communities and it's supposed to affect uh cities and, and and states and regions and even countries you know i have to approach it from a spiritual warfare standpoint that there's an enemy who is trying to cloud the minds and hearts of people with evil worldly um with with an evil worldly power mm. and that the good news of Christ is coming against that um and so i felt that there was a series of dreams that i that i kind of came across one of them was i had a dream that i was um preaching to a group of students i think i was in a classroom some sort of seminary school or something and we were um and i was teaching on saint patrick um the you know wow. who's called the kind of they call him the apostle of ireland you know um and i was teaching about how um uh, in the dream that you know uh saint patrick had this um uh, a spiritual warfare mentality with uh, Ireland because he went into Ireland and the story goes is that he you know he was the one him and, and the the people he converted casted the snakes out of Ireland you know and the, the there's a story that the first thing that St. Patrick did was that the high king of Ireland um, would have this giant fire on this huge hill and he had a law um, that you couldn't have a fire bigger or higher than the high king's fire because that was to their pagan god and so like one of the first things that St. Patrick does is he rolls up and he gets to the highest hill and puts the biggest fire and almost dies. But it's this miraculous story of God saving him. Um, and to, I think maybe to like a Westerner, it's like, well, why did you do that? Like that, that, yeah. that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But if you understand that God is a God of story and if you understand spiritual warfare, that an act like 
putting a bigger fire on a larger hill in defiance of the earthly king, in defiance of the powers and rulers that are being worshipped there, you understand that that act was a prophetic act of spiritual warfare. Yeah. So uh, that, and I had a few other dreams about kind of binding the strong man, going to war spiritually against the powers, rulers, and principalities, and then from that place of the strong man being bound, um, the hearts and minds of people are, are more free to uh, receive the seeds of the good yeah. news. So, yeah, so that's kind of where, so that that's kind of the backtrack. I'm glad you, you backtracked into your DTS. <laughs> a lot but of backtracking. You're backtracking. Um, uh, but so now we're kind of leading up to um, 2021. And so now we're, that's kind of a bit of the context. We're having this conversation. Yes. Um, in Lake Geneva. Yeah. So me and Jeremiah partner together and um, we just start breaking open this thing that's in our heart with all the context we just ran through with you guys. And Jeremiah, I remember him saying this because it was so profound and good. He goes, well, it's part of Jeremiah's testimony is that he grew up in the church, but a lot of it, he, he like the, the pieces that he felt like were missing or like, there's got to be more here. Like God has to be more full and more good than this. Mm. Like there's, it feels like there's something that's missing. He said he'd always been satisfied uh, when he went and looked for answers. Like God had never, do you remember what you said? God had never yeah. left you. Yeah. That the story of my life has kind of been like having this deep sense that God has more, that what I had been presented, like that that's not the end all be all of God and, and faith and what it means to be a believer and to live the, the, the a life unto a kingdom life. Um, and every time I've had that questioning in my heart, like I feel like there's got to be more. Yeah. And I said, okay, God, and I've sought after the Lord, you know, seek and you will find. Um, every time I've sought after the Lord, he's never disappointed me. Like I've always right. found answers to the questions in my heart. So, yeah. So at this point, we're walking down the sidewalk, sidewalk along the river in Lake Geneva, still not having talked to or prayed for anyone, preached to anyone yet. And Jeremiah says that, and we're like, okay. And I don't know, I think he initiated it, but we're like, okay, well, let's just ask God what more there is. Like, what what is this yearning in our heart for some, like, deeper, different type of evangelism? What is that? And Jeremiah's like, okay, I guess, well, let's just ask. And so then that's where that started. Yeah. So we we're just like kind of on the dock uh, the, uh, by the lake. And, <laughs> yeah. and we just asked the Lord. We're like, okay, God, like show us then, you know, it, it, if you're bringing this up right now, it's clearly for a reason. You know, this isn't just by like accident that this happened. Um, and so we just start praying. We take a little time to actually seek yes. the Lord and, and ask God, you know, yeah. hey, God, what are you saying? And praying and, and giving this to him and trusting him with kind of the bigger process that if we're really going after, you know, a greater understanding of evangelism, you know, that this is worthy of our our time to like not rush this, to be like, okay, God, what are you, you know, saying and doing? Yeah. Um, and we... I mean, really, I think it, it pretty, it wasn't very long if we just took some time to pray. Um, and we just kind of felt the Lord laying on our heart to, to pray and fast for two yeah. weeks. Well, actually, I think it was pretty long mm. because when we were out on the dock for the first time, because we, every Saturday it's evangelism from, from three to five and probably about three twenty is when we had this like invitation to go pray on the dock. So, you know, we're just looking out at the lake and we're like, okay, God, what is the more you want to give us? What do you want to teach us? And we were just, um, posture ourselves ready to receive. And then the next hour and 40 minutes, 
we spent out on the end of the dock <laughs> getting revelation. Mm. We might have to take a minute to remember what all that was. <laughs> but, but I think, I it, I think it was I think it was mostly like just us recanting this, like that we were sharing with each oh, other this, yeah. like that this was, was his experience. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In in youth with the mission, um, and then this is what the Lord was doing in me this past year, and kind of culminating to this moment of like, okay, then. So we feel that there's this invitation to seek the Lord and say, okay, God, then what yeah. do we do about this? Let this not yeah, just be a discontentment, right. but you're God and you're, you're, you're a real living God. Um, you're a real living God, you know, so we can pray to you and we can say, you know, then lead us, you know, the shepherd who leads the sheep, lead us into that place then. Yes. Um, and I, then it was out of that, that we, I think we just had this sense. It was a pretty simple like sense, but it was just this okay. like, two, right. yeah, two, yeah. we felt two weeks of prayer and fasting. Yeah. Um, and we felt like an invitation to kind of go at it as recklessly as we wanted to. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, well, let's like drive to this town, like every single day, you know, like, so I'm a dad with three kids, <laughs> you know, one, so, one minivan, one minivan, like, cause our other van was broke. And so like, <laughs> we were like, man, that's like going to be a little bit of a stretch and, you know, work and, and stuff. And, but like, let's do it. Like, let's just go for it. And so, yeah, all in. Yeah. All in. Like if we, if we're serious about this and we actually believe that there's more, why would we just half go for it? So we started it. We like the very next day, like it was like yep. next day we were like, well, let's just do it. Two weeks of prayer and fasting. Um, yeah. and so the, the first, I would say probably a few days, uh, was really kind of just focused on spiritual warfare. Like we were just asking the Lord, yeah. we felt like the Lord started giving us kind of visions and pictures of what were some of the strongholds like over the city. Um, we felt like there was a, a specific power over kind of the lake itself. Um, yeah. and some other specific things. So every day we'd go out and we started to pray and we started to seek the Lord on those things. Yeah. Um, and we started to pray against it. We just started to do spiritual warfare. Yeah. We'd go out on the docks and pace and pray. And, um, <laughs> you know, and there was this, I, I remember like there was just this heaviness, like the first couple mm-hmm. days we were there, like just the, there was like you could feel as you kind of went in with a spiritual mindset, there yeah. was kind of this weight of like, whoa, like there's a weight over this city, you know, kind yeah. of, and kind of a thing. And so, um, yeah, so the first week, it, were there any other highlights for you? Yeah, I, I would just say with that, yeah, every day we went out, every evening, no matter the cost. I mean, I, I'm trying to think. Well, never mind. No matter the cost, we'd go out. We'd be like, okay. And we'd talk about it throughout the day. Well, he was at work. I'd just be like, you coming off work at this time? He'd be like, yep. Be like, all right. We'll get out to Lake Geneva here. And we would pray however long we felt we needed to. But at the beginning of the week, we had a pretty strong um, sense in our spirit. Like, yeah, there's a strong man of the lake. There's something over this lake Mm -hmm. that is binding the minds and hearts of people to just be hard to the spirit of God, hard to the gospel, to not, not receive, because I forgot about this, because Jeremiah, when they had started evangelism, you asked however many people, um, like if they could pray for them. And I think all of them said, no, yeah, we don't need There was a lot of like, we hit a lot of walls the first handful of weeks of like doing evangelism. It was a lot of like, people would be like, no, I don't know. Thank you. I don't need prayer. And I'm like, I'm good. You don't need prayer. Like what are you? You must be Jesus. Like you don't need any prayer in your life. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to like, are you sure? Like, Hey, what's, you know, like you try to strike up some conversation. There was just a lot of like, yeah, just a, wall. a lot of walls of like, Nope, I just don't want it. Don't want prayer. Don't want to talk about yeah. Jesus. Like, you know, just kind of a thing. Yeah. So that first week we just felt pretty strongly like, yeah, there's definitely a strong man, a principality over this lake, over the region of Lake Geneva. And then the remainder of the week, and then into the second week, um, we 
we started to learn of, this was like the end of the first week, end of the second week, that there had been, well, should we talk about the giant bones and human sacrifice instead? <laughs> well, we'll get to that later. Cause that, Just because that, we started finding out about it. We did, well, so. <laughs> <laughs> should we talk about should we talk about that? Um, well, basically, we felt that <laughs> this will probably this will be a much bigger thing because this is a much bigger part of what what God's doing here is we you know just believe He's teaching us because He's teaching us a new way to do evangelism and warfare and to reach out to the lost. So yeah. we started to get some pieces even over like our state as a whole, like in yeah. Wisconsin, some like stronghold locations. And I think I I don't know about you, but I think for me it kind of like filled me with like some extra courage of like um you know here are some we felt like the lord just started to highlight these locations in wisconsin yeah. that were strongholds and for me it was like oh wow like this is about something even bigger than like a city you know like what yeah. we're learning here what like the spirit of god is kind of leading us into and teaching us this is about even more than not that a city's not enough <laughs> you know <laughs> but this is about even more than just one city you know, that God's really given us kind of feeling like he's giving yeah. us these blueprints for yeah. like, this is what it looks like to believe for breakthrough in your, in your state, you know, in your, in your region, in your county, you know, uh, you know, even in your nation. Um, and so, yeah, so we started to come across a couple other like stronghold areas <laughs> in our region yeah. and kind of put those in like the back pocket, if you would, like of kind of like, okay, like we think that that's yeah. going to, as we go after kind of a breakthrough over the city you know, that might be the next season of stepping into that. So yeah, a little far, Michael's like a little far ahead. Cause that's probably going to be like a future episode. Like when cool. we, as we jump into that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'd say that's a good cap of like the first week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the first week. A lot of the Lord just highlighting things. We felt like the Lord even highlighted stuff with a lot of stuff with consumerism. Um, yeah. the, a lot of just kind of, um, this empty, um, materialistic, like buy, 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 consume, consume. Cause yeah. Lake Geneva is a little more of a tourist kind of wealthier city. And a lot of people go there to, you know, buy clothes and they go on vacation and they take their nice boats out on the lake. And, yeah. you know, not that any of those things are inherently wrong. Um, but that, uh, a, a kind of a stronghold, there was this kind of consumerism of yeah. materialism. Uh, I'm wrapping up people. We felt like the Lord highlighted some, um, elements of, uh, even like tra human trafficking and just abuse yeah. and things like like that that were taking place that uh, that uh, city was kind of a hub for those uh things yeah. um and yeah so that was i would say kind of the first week um is the yes. lord kind of just showing us some of those things and us taking those days then to pray against and kind of pray for the opposite spirit you know so if we're praying for cons you know praying against consumerism you know we start praying okay god we pray that people would be discontent with the world and consumerism yeah. and that um that they would realize that that there's a purpose to their life <laughs> you yeah. know that the purpose of your life isn't to go buy a big boat and have a lot of nice things like that god has a divine purpose for you in, yeah. in this world um and a plan for your life you know and yeah. so um and and you know different things along on the, those lines so praying against the 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 bat the evil spirit if you would and then praying the opposite yeah. like kind of into that totally that place yeah, and the so, dark the dark things that have been there for so long that i feel like sometimes in evangelism or in reaching out to the lost we forget about. It's like there can be principalities, powers, dark things over a person, over an area, over a whole state. And so just inviting heaven to come and war against all the dark things. Because like that's the city of King Jesus. Yeah. That was the first week was inviting heaven to come and make war. Yeah. And cool. Prepare the ground. 
Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I think kind of rolling in, maybe we'll probably then talk about that weekend. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of rolling into, you know, as we were praying for um, kind of a harvest of souls, we kind of had this vision. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a pretty significant moment is, you know, we had been praying along uh, as we were praying against kind of uh, the spiritual warfare, the evil presence kind of over the city. We were praying for a harvest of souls, you know, and we kind of had this vision in our minds that we were praying for of, you know, this like whole section uh, there's this like yeah. park that runs along the kind of the front of the lake and a lot of it, you know, fills up with a ton yeah. of people. And, uh, oh, thank you. And, um, uh, if, you know, kind of this lake, uh, or this park fills up with a bunch of people yeah. and we kind of getting these visions of like, yeah, like let's pray for that hundreds of people and thousands of people get saved and we preach yeah. the gospel and all these things. Um, and then that weekend we had a really like brutal but kind <laughs> like kind of a shaking from the lord mm. of god just really challenging our hearts on the cost of revival you know and, yeah. and really asking um us that as much as we're praying you know against the spiritual powers and rulers and, and principalities like over this region you know praying for the hearts and minds of the saints and we felt like the lord was really challenging us as believers you know are you guys ready for a revival like you know do you actually like do you actually want revival because that's going to cost you a lot like do you actually want to preach the gospel and have a hundred people give their life to jesus because that sounds awesome like that sounds really cool and exciting like i preached the gospel and all these people got yeah. saved like yeah i'm awesome you yeah, know like a thousand people yeah a thousand people like it's awesome but the lord we felt like the kindly was kind of like you know you guys are kind of too selfish to do that. <laughs> you know, like, do you know how much that costs you to preach the gospel? And now you're responsible to, to disciple and, and to, to bring in and to nurture, um, a hundred people, you know, even, even a dozen people, even more, you know, yeah. like you don't get to just be like, okay, cool. Well, I'll see you guys, see a hundred people on Tuesdays now. And that's it. Like, no, like mm -hmm. you, you've got, you, you know, you're in a way a spiritual father of, of, of this, of the, of a group yeah. of people now who are looking to you to t disciple them in the ways of Jesus, you know? Um, and just realizing that, you know, there was a, a selfishness in our own hearts of, um, kind of like, whoa, like what if that takes up my whole schedule? Like, <laughs> what if I don't get to like do the things I want to do? And what if that takes up my like Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, and all of a sudden, like, my life is, like, is going on on Saturdays, people giving their lives to Jesus, and then the week is just discipling people. Like, if it, if this is a full-time thing, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do I really actually want revival if it, if it <laughs> takes away, you know, yeah. and the Lord just started to challenge us on our own personal selfishness, you know, of, like, that's a part of why evangelism looks the way it does is because a, a kind of a drive-by, pow-pow evangelism doesn't actually really require much of you long-term, you know? It's like, I can go, say a prayer, preach this seed, plant a seed, all right, cool, I'm out, whew, and I'm, I'm gone, you know? Like, I yeah. don't have to really, like, invest myself into people or into anything long-term. Um, yeah. And so, I, I don't know if you have anything to... Yeah, well, even... Yeah, so this was the second weekend, and... I, you know, it felt so cool, especially as guys. We're like, ah, oh, like, kill a strong man, <laughs> like, cast you out demons, like, powers, whatever. Like, we're going to war for this city, and we're, like, waiting. We're like, oh, I can't wait for this coming Saturday. 
like who knows what it's gonna look like but we'll probably have tables out and mm. like signs and we'll have people preach and like oh my gosh what if like a thousand people got saved <laughs> was this thing that yeah. we were harboring in our hearts yeah and then we so this is in the second week and we're praying one day on the dock and we both just start receiving this revelation of like wow like if a thousand people actually got saved we can't like jeremiah said we can't just meet with them on tuesdays like what if i have to quit my job what if i have to like give up every night this week because we like we love to go and have burgers with the guys or like (laughs) have have a movie night or like do these things but like what if um like you know like heidi baker like you see these missionaries that like literally give every hour of their life to, for Heidi Baker, it's Mozambique. Mm-hmm. And she's giving everything she has to these children. And Me- Mozambique has been radically changed by Heidi Baker's obedience. Mm. But, like, are we at that level? Are we, like, are we... Not, not that it's about reaching Heidi Baker level, although that wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> it's about this, like, are we so selfless that, like, the things we're actually praying for, we're willing to give ourselves wholeheartedly mm-hmm. to. And... Yeah, so I, I think a way, I, yeah, I think kind of just a, like a way of, of putting it is just that that understanding of like a part of what's inhibiting powerful evangelism is actually our own selfishness. Yeah. You know, like that, that powerful evangelism isn't being released yet because like we as a people, we as believers, we aren't ready for a hundred fold harvest we're not ready for a thousand people harvest you know we're not now imagine like a ten thousand people harvest imagine a hundred thousand and i know that there are people out here probably watching this right now who are believing for a million or a billion soul harvest yeah you know it's like dude (laughs) like we're sitting here being like man i don't know if i could handle a hundred people like like genuinely where my heart's at right now what am I like? What what are the church gonna do with a billion people? You know, like from a kind of a corporate church standpoint, we were even thinking like, man, like right now, any church that we know, if they even just doubled their numbers, yeah. which isn't like crazy, yeah, they wouldn't know what to do with it. Like they, you know, they wouldn't know what to do with double numbers of lost people coming to the church saying, hey, I'm a new believer. Yeah, teach me about saved. Jesus. Like, yeah. you know, that would like overwhelm them. You know, like, um, and so the Lord. I, I, th- I guess I, the words kind of I would put to it and, you know, mm. you can share and, you know, with that and bounce off of that. But it's really just, you know, as we went in going, there must be a greater way to evangelize. Um, kind of also seeing that a part of what's inhibiting that is our own hearts, you know, as yeah. believers, where we are right now with our hearts, with the Lord and what how we can romanticize revival. Yeah. Um, and that that's a part of what's kind of taking this, um, yeah, like this is kind of part of what's inhibiting this. Yeah, why revival tarries? Why revival, yeah, <laughs> why revival tarries, so. Yeah, and I just had the thought of, too, as God was, like, so kindly speaking to us, just kindly rebuking us, almost, but so kindly, as the Father does, I, it's like, kind of just like a baby, like, it, I think it's easy to fantasize about like, oh, I can't wait to have my child and like everybody's going <laughs> to yeah. want to hold them and they're like so cute and, you know, all the things that people um, love and just can't wait to have children, their pride and joy, but we don't inherently wish for the sleepless nights mm. and 
the puke down your shirt. The <laughs> the blowout diapers. Yeah. And the, the puke all over and the 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 sassy the sassy the baby. sassiness the, the, end, sassy the endless crying. And so like Jeremiah, him and Lindsay have three kids. Lindsay's my wife. Yes. <laughs> and so all three of them obviously are at different points in their life, but Aislin is gonna require something of Jeremiah. Pretty much into, like for the next 15 years at least. Yeah. And she's she's three, and then Judah, and then Enoch's a, just a seventh month old baby, and he's requiring a lot of different things from Aislinn. But just I don't know, just the concept of raising a child all the way to maturity, to where they can handle themselves is a lot. And so if we actually had a thousand people saved, you'd at least need at least to my mind, like one person to disciple each person. It's like we're kind of a combination of our own selfishness, but also just not our willingness to lay our lives down. It's like we're not ready to raise a thousand children yeah, and to give our lives to discipling um, and letting these people walk beside us yeah. and learn what living like Jesus actually looks yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, it's a major uh, kind of a product of Western individualism is is what it is, you know, like it's this product of, well, I'm not actually, I don't actually want to be responsible for any person. My responsibility is just to share the good news. Like my responsibility is just to say the the, the word, which is why we've kind of condensed the gospel to this like (laughs) five finger, boom, 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 bam, you've heard the gospel. I did my responsibility, now I'm out, you know, which is very much a Western individualistic mindset because then I can check off. I did my part. Now it's your responsibility to go get discipled on your own. You go figure it out with God. And that's really not like a family mindset. Like that's not actually even a a scriptural mindset. We see in scripture, we see this clear outline of unity and togetherness and that there's... um, um, that, that the kingdom of heaven, it, it, the kingdom is really woven together in family. I mean, even all the way up to the, the trinity of the Godhead, you know, like we see a, it's a family unit. You know, we see the church as a, yeah. it's a family unit. Like it's always in this idea of, of I'm bound to you with this gritty, like gutty love because uh, we're family, you know, and I don't, yeah. you, I don't get to, you know, if I share the good news with you and you receive Jesus, I don't get to just be like, like you're my brother now. Yeah. You know, you're my spiritual son. Like, I'm I'm with you. Like, yes, at the end of the day, you're responsible for your choices, you know, with the Lord. Yeah. But, like, I now take, like, you're, you're spiritually into my family as well as the Lord's because we're all a part of the family yeah. of God, you know. It's not this, like, oh, well, you're on your own. It's like, no, you've just joined the family. Like, yeah. you're my fam- you're my kin, you're blood now, yeah. you know. Um, and we're responsible for teaching you. Yeah, we're responsible for you, you know. We're, we're you know, and, and I think the mindset of like, oh, well, I'm not responsible for people. I'm just here, I'm just responsible to sow seeds. I really think that that is a product of Western individualism, where you make it all about you, like you, you try to boil it down to what am I only responsible for because they're an individual, they're responsible for themselves. I'm an individual, I'm responsible to just plant the seed. And it's like, well, you know, that's actually not a very biblical way of viewing it. You know, that's very much a a that's very much a modern Western individualistic way of seeing it. So, so that was kind of over a weekend or into a weekend. So, kind of that the the heavy revelation of that weekend (laughs) um, was this: like, shoot, man, like, are our hearts ready to receive the good news? Are 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 our hearts ready to uh, take in the good news of Jesus? So. Yeah, yeah. Where is this this deep and gritty discipleship? And um, 
Where do we go from here? Uh, well, I think that kind of, to, like, I think then we roll into week two and just our approach kind of started to shift a little bit. Like, we yeah. still had yeah. the, 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 the spiritual true. warfare mentality. Like, we were still praying that. But we just realized that one of the greatest hindrances to this revival was just as much as it was the powers of rules and principality, the evil forces, it was actually maybe even more so ourselves. <laughs> like, you know, like, I forget who it was, one of the preachers who always says, you know, like, the only people who can stand in the way of God is is us like you know like people is the believers you know and i know that there's probably some people out there who are who don't agree with that and you're freaking out at your camera right now or your tv because you're like well i don't believe that god's sovereign or whatever but anyways that's for another discussion (laughs) over a different time um but you know (laughs) you know and i you know whatever i respect people's beliefs but um but that that what what actually stands in the way is is us saying well i'm going to choose to be selfish i'm going to choose to be lazy i'm going to like that's actually what stands in the way of the heart of the lord to 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 see revival and and things come and so um yeah and so i think our approach shifted a little bit to really just spending more time like praying for revival again (laughs) to really praying for the church praying for the saints praying for our hearts praying that both um, the lost's heart, that their would be, hearts would be ready to receive seeds, but really that our hearts as believers would be ready for a breakthrough of a harvest of souls, that our hearts would be humbled, that we would be made more selfless um, to, yeah. to steward um, what God wants to do. So. Yeah, and willing, willing to give it the things mm-hmm. to allow that to take place. And we also started praying for unification in the churches because in the Western church there's a lot of of course, um, denominations and just a lot of rifts between all these different church, church buildings, church people. And our first thought was like, well, we all believe in the same God. So, you know, we all like, well, I don't know, just, yeah, just this idea of, um, like where, where are the people who are going to help tend to this million soul harvest, this billion soul harvest, like, well, of course, we'd start with the church, but right now the church, um, not ever to poo-poo on the bride of Christ, of course. <laughs> but like if we're all in different pieces, believing that each one of the other one of us is the wolf in sheep's clothing, we're not going to release or, or like allow someone to disciple people if like we think, I, I don't know. And, and that, that was a small part of it. But we also started, like I said, praying for unification in the church because these these people need to be discipled. Mm. And so like Jeremiah said, yeah, we started praying for revival again. But like this shift in our hearts, like God, would would we become more selfless? Would we become more willing to give up these things to really start walking with people and discipling people? And then we, we even started praying for like, God, God, would you even then like help us start small? Would you give us the most hungry person in Lake Geneva? Mm-hmm. Like when we evangelize, would you give us the sheep that know they're lost and want to find their way back to the shepherd. Yeah. Like, would you give us, yeah, I guess we, we've, I think by the end we were praying, we're like, God, this Saturday, would you just give us the three most hungry people in Lake Geneva? Would they come to us? Would we like find each other? And we'd be like, all right, because, um, kind of appearing to us it's like I guess right now that's what we're ready for. (laughs) Yeah. Like we we need a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I think that kind of is how we ended the, the, yeah. that two weeks of prayer. In fact, really quite humbled of just like, whoa. Like, really gracious. Yeah, man. like, man, like really just humbled by like, man, there's probably 
like, you know, if I can say probably an element of revival tarries just because our hearts aren't ready to steward a revival. Like it would almost be squandered at this point if there was a massive harvest of souls because our hearts aren't ready to receive something like that. And so um, I think we walked away from that week really humbled and really, I know for me, just with a a mindset and a hunger to keep praying for the church as a whole, praying for the believers and the saints in the world, that the Lord would really do a work in our heart, ridding us um, if we're going to believe for a a great harvest of souls, you know, like because that's that requires requires something so much more than just preaching on a street corner you know that <laughs> yeah. like requires something so much more than even filling a stadium you know That's like word, like Jeremiah. like it's <laughs> yeah like it, it requires that like like if i'm going to believe for global revival <laughs> if i'm going to believe for a, a a massive harvest of souls like Man, that's required. That's that is going to require so much of our life, and that's not like a romanticized or glamorized thing anymore. Like that's like hard. That's gritty. That's work. Like that, you know. It's easy to like think about that because it's as an idea, it's so exciting. But then the the reality of like living that in the day to day, um, that's not that's not an easy thing. Like that's going to be that's going to be a hard, a hard, challenging thing. To, to work through and to live through and it's going to require everything of you you yeah. know like it, it you can't half do it like it's yeah. <laughs> it's going to require your everything so yeah. I think leaving that week you know still praying and believing for breakthrough but yeah. um I think just with a really humble heart of like man like we like I'm, I'm gonna keep praying for my brothers and sisters in Christ and I'm, I'm gonna keep praying for their hearts and that that God quite simply just humbles us and that this this kind of spirit of individualism and, and selfishness that's um, kind of made its way all over our culture and they're like in a lot of ways into our church um, yeah. that they would be gone and they'd be done away yeah, with come and on. so yeah yeah I think that's kind of yeah that the church would become a family unit yeah we become a family again yeah this is good unless there's anything else I feel like that's a really good cap cool well, let's uh, pray for you guys. We we had yeah. this. We had a cool. We're gonna have another testimony video up coming pretty soon, because um, we we actually did that, and then we were out of town like for this past week, and so um, we only got to go out one time after our prayer and fasting. Um, but we just uh, a, a, a part of our group our kind of community went out while we were out of town this past Saturday and they had some really amazing testimonies, like some yeah. really cool things happened and some people gave their lives to Jesus. And so, I, I mean, I, I think that's breakthrough because we were praying. Totally. Yeah. And city. I would definitely say that that's like some awesome breakthrough of, mm-hmm. of people's hearts being ready. So um, we're, we're going to shoot that video and we'll post that later. Yeah. And so that, that'll be really cool. But let me pray for you guys. Any of you um, who are listening to this and if, if this, if this resonates in your heart, um, if there's something you're like, Oh, wow yeah like God I want you to do a work in me I'm just going to pray for you real quick um, and and bless you and just pray for kind of a release of that over your heart um, Mm -hmm. as uh, God uses you the way he wants to so dear Heavenly Father uh, we pray and we lift up to you um, every person who's uh, watching this uh, video Lord who's watching this or maybe listening to this podcast um, God we pray for their hearts right now Lord I pray that if there's a stirring in anyone's heart like oh wow yeah I want my heart to be selfless I want my heart to be humbled. I want to be ready to steward a great global revival. Yes. I want to be ready to steward a, a, a million, a billion soul harvest and to be a part of that in the world. Um, God, I pray that you would uh, right now do a work in their heart, that you would take uh, these people uh, who are listening to this on a journey 
God, because that's what you do. You take us on a journey, Lord, to, to make us, uh, to prepare us and to rid us and to grow us, God. Um, and so I pray that you would um, just, I pray for a release of humble hearts, Lord, all over the body of Christ, God, over the people listening to this. I pray that you'd give them dreams and visions, Lord, that you would stir in their hearts. Um, uh, what you, the plans that you have specifically for them, Lord, in their community, in their region, God. Um, and I, and we pray right now, I pray, I ask that you would just agree with me in this prayer. We pray for the body of Christ right now, yes. God, and we pray for uh, a revival and an awakening, Lord. We pray yes. that, um, that any, uh, any evil spirits that have made their way, any influences, uh, any antichrists that have made their way into the church, that have made their way into, um, yeah, the, the body of Christ, they'd be, they'd be cast out and drawn out like, like a poison, God, is, is pulled from a wound, Lord. And we pray that, uh, that, uh, that your bride would be healthy and, and energetic and, and selfless and humble and ready to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we uh, thank you, Father, that this is your plan, this is your journey, this is your story, and we have the privilege to be a part of it, God. So we thank you so much, and I bless everyone um, watching this and listening to this in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. I hope this blessed you, mm -hmm. um, and uh, let us know what you think. <laughs> Uh, like it, comment, reach out, connect with us. We'd love to hear what you think about this. Um, if you're in the area, if you're interested in joining us, we would love to connect with you on that as well. Um, well there'll be information in the comment section um, for you to be able to connect with us. And so I uh, love you guys. Hope this blessed you. And uh, we will uh, see you guys later. Awesome.